Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 91, Episode 5 of Dare Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Friday, July 19th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Once there was this Jack who had a daily podcast with his good friend Miles Gray. And when they dropped their hot takes, folks said, it's just a second-rate podcast. It didn't even phase them. They'd always just known that. All right. That is courtesy of Mitch Wheeler. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Um, I can't sing after that because, wow. Uh, wow. All I can say is, welcome, Jack. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that is no. all you can say, really. Uh, yeah, I no, mean... I, that was I was about to do a Mace AK and I was like, no. But you know what? I do want to say uh, I've been getting so many magic eye tips. Thank you that I am Miles Gray, aka prying open my magic eye gray. Uh, thank you to Hussein <laughs> for that one. Are you able to? Have you been able to no, see? Oh man, I'm still fucking not able to see that shit. And I mean, I was like, look, look at your phone. Look past the image, oh. and then like begin to look less. Like focus, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's you like, gotta look, look at, at the, the reflection. You like look then, beyond it. Yeah, I remember all that shit, and then yeah. I just learned it. I just did it on my own. Just naturally came to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my optometrist said I've got a talent for that shit. So <laughs> we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Mr. Jackie Sneal. The presence of Jackie's is Neil. The presence of Jackie's is Neil. In the... Oh, that's not... That's, that's it. That's it! That's it! <laughs> he, was telling me, he was telling me what it was in the rhythm of, like I wouldn't know. <laughs> that's in the uh, rhythm of... <laughs> in the rhythm of the presence of the Lord, because I'm bringing the gospel to you guys yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. We bring in the good Lord of Jesus Christ here on the Daily Zeitgeist guys, today, guys. What's up? What's up, man? How are you? Uh, we've been starting off our show recently yeah. just telling each other uh, about the story about when we let Christ into our heart. <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have lost 500,000 listeners already. Uh, they actually gained a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, gained, you gained the Bible Belt. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Like, hmm. I like their jokes. They, well, speaking they do this of... like lib joke stuff the whole time. <laughs> Speaking of gaining and losing and belt, Jaquise, you look amazing, dude. Oh, man. You've lost crack. 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 Uh, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that. No, and man. keto. 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 Which is crack, man. Keto is real. I don't know, man. I'm trying to be like super producer on over here. Yeah. On the keto life. Looking amazing. Look at that. Look at this side uh, of the table. Look make, at this. Making me feel like I should do it, even I though mean, I never will. Jack, so. I could lose. 30 more pounds and you would still be skinnier than I, I am right now. But you're saying it's like all about your lifestyle. Like I mean, that's true. Good about things. That's true. That's true. I feel great. Yeah. yeah. And you were just saying you feel like shit. All, all the time. <laughs> just always. Uh, all right. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. But first, we're going to talk about the coming heat wave. We're going to talk about the fact that franchisees are begging McDonald's head office for something that they're not providing. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk 
about a distraction update uh, from how the president's racism is being used to distract. Oh, we're just going to talk about the president being racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about Bill Barr. Uh, we're going to talk about the it being the 50th anniversary of the moon landing hoax. What? Uh, now we're going to give the background on the Shout conspiracy Stanley Kubrick. theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about Ricky Leaks. We're going to talk about uh, the Alpha Zero paradox, which is just some cool shit I read about, and I can't not talk about it now. So uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about that. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones. We're going to talk about foodie calls. Uh, which is booty calls for food, not uh, like a romance hotline where you talk to oh, foodies. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is that what it is for real? No, it's it's uh, food booty calls. Oh, okay, yes. okay. Yeah, foodie calls. It, the, the other option would be you like call some bearded dude in Brooklyn and he tells you about like- His bespoke pickle company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like real slow. Yeah, and, like, yeah baby. You know anybody oh, who is pickling yeah. their own shit? Me? Yeah. No. Oh man. Like you making know, their own pickles? Yeah. Do you know anybody who's making their own pickles? I hope not. Do you know anybody anybody? I've I feel like Do you? I I've, I know some people who Yeah. You know. How you make actually, a pickle? Actually, it's uh, like a hip person who's like, "You know, I started making my own pickles." I know somebody who makes their own jam. Oh, yeah. But, and has been for a long time. Yeah, I think we Mike both Schrock. know that person. Yeah. On yeah, blast. Yeah. On blast. I know somebody who bacon. makes their own toothpicks. And is proud as hell. Wait, what? Make your own He tooth- makes his own toothpicks and he makes them flavored. He was like, yo, you want a toothpick? Uh-huh. Like, put this shit in your mouth. All right, this is, <laughs> like, this is weird, dude. You. Are they impressive? Like, they are, are, they strong, man. They're impressive. They're nice. impressive. They, Wait, do they, they taste good? I mean, they taste like wood. Right. <laughs> so, right, like, it tastes like a it tastes like a minted wood. Yeah. But is the toothpick, is this person manufacturing the toothpick also, or are they taking ex- already made toothpicks no, no, and no. the flavor? No, no, no. He's them? manufacturing them. He's How like making I have shit. no fucking idea. I've, I've always knife? had that, like, the question how do you make a toothpick without, like, wasting a shitload of wood? Because don't you have to, like, carve it down from yeah, a bigger like piece a of wood? Yeah, it's like a cookie right. like, press where you can just be like, and I pressed a thousand toothpicks out of this yeah. toy. Or maybe yeah. it is. Maybe they just use wood pulp. How Anyways, this is Woodworkers Zeitgeist, the Daily Woodworker. With Nick Offerman. Uh, but first, Jaquise, before mm. we get to any of that shit, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to ask you what is something from your search history that's revealing Oh, shit. No, you know what I? Here's the last thing I, I Google searched. Ellen DeGeneres is mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wanted yeah. to confirm that, or I you wanted, wanted to you, get no, into the conversation? I just wanted to tell Google. I just wanted to tell Google, like, Google, let me... Yo. Google, I know what you think, but let me tell you what's up. I think you should be talking about this, Google. Ellen DeGeneres should. is me. That is That has been the word it's been the, the rumor yeah. uh, in Hollywood circles. I don't it think is. I've met a person who's worked on this show in a creative capacity. Who has is, said anything who has said different. That, yeah, that it's like, oh, I love it. Yeah. They're like, it's... Maybe, it's pretty maybe bad. They're a little aggressive. I don't know. I mean, here here's the thing. So I've I've, I've been watching Game of Games lately for whatever reason right. on Hulu, mm-hmm. and she and you know like I you know we're in the industry, so we can kind of start to see through sure like fake niceness. Yeah, and yeah. you can tell like she's just doing the job, right? Which is fine. <laughs> yeah. Like which is fine. Like that's what she is supposed to do. She's doing the job. But I just want to be like, yo. I wonder, is this like on the internet? Like, is, is she mean? It is. People oh, okay. have written articles about it. Oh, okay. But then uh, there is one defense that they came to to her, and I was like, all right, I can feel that. Which was what? It was just like, 
She's a 61-year-old woman, and, like, everybody just expects her to smile and dance all the yeah, damn time. Fuck. It's like, how many 60-year-old women just, like, get walked up to and be like, yo, dance for me, monkey? Right. Uh, <laughs> like, like yeah. yeah. Right. Now, but, but, the flip side to that is, that's to fans. Like, fuck a fan. Yeah. Uh, like, be nice to the people. But be nice to the people who are working for you yeah, and yeah, under yeah. you and shit like that man yeah, could you yeah, imagine yeah. me 61 and having that expectation on it's you? wild I'm, I, even in my 30s i'd be like please don't ask me to smile or fucking do anything <laughs> hey, yeah dude it's wild i just dude. knew she was mean because she looks so good like she doesn't look like she's 61 so mm, i yeah. figured she's like it's, gotta be doing some dark arts or i had something. a reaction actually when you said 61 i was like what the fuck my i know yeah. dude it's wild she looks fucking stellar. she looks great she looks great her and tom cruise are Doing some weird rituals to Scientology. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is something you think is overrated? Overrated. Celebrity love. Celebrity, Celebrity love, love is overrated. Okay. Which isn't that big of a revelation. Drop the bomb. Drop the bomb on that. Celebrity <laughs> love. What do you mean? Elaborate. Uh, our love All for of celebrities. Our love for celebrities. Our love for celebrities love and affairs. our love for yeah, our love for celebrities uh, in many ways. Uh, one way is like the parasocial aspect of people loving celebrities and then thinking you know them mm-hmm. type thing. The second one is, let's take Bagel Boss, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, how this nigga like acted terribly and now he's getting like celebrity signings to fight and yeah, shit like that right. and getting, and this is way beyond just, oh, this was a viral video. Uh, and it's deeper than that even, but just the way we're willing to jump on popular shit and people and hype them up like they're important. Yeah. Every bit of value you can. It's so insane. And then even beyond that, like the entitlement, we think about, I was on Twitter. There's a, there's this wrestler called, her name is, uh, uh, Naomi. And somebody was like, yo, you're a mean ass. I tried to get a picture with you, and you didn't take a picture with me. And she was like, well, first of all, that's because you were calling me by the wrong name four or five times. <laughs> you were calling me Carmella, which is a white wrestler, and I'm a black wrestler. Wow. Uh, and two, you like forced a camera in my face, and I still took a picture with you, and you wanted to take another one, and I didn't let you. Like that mm. entitlement is so yeah. crazy. We're like, you're a celebrity. I make you. You're so, so like everything about it. Like every the yeah, both it's sides so of crazy. The both sides of the transaction is so wild. Yeah, yeah. isn't Bagel Boss? He's supposed to fight another celebrity or another viral celebrity or yeah, something. Yeah, he like, signed a deal. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I'm actually having October. people over for the pay per view. Uh, yeah, event at my house. You got a viral <laughs> video, Miles? You want to fight him? <laughs> oh man, I'll fuck that dude up. Dude, I would I, love to fight him. I would actually. love to fight him, actually. But it's uh, it's not a fair one. It's you not. Know? I have a, literally a, f- a fucking foot of height on him. Yeah. So, you know, like... You know, I would pay to see it. I would pay to see it. Yeah. yeah Side gang, where you at? <laughs> Put the purse together. You know what? I could fight him with only my legs. <laughs> no arms. I'll kick the shit out of him, bro. <laughs> Just doing those uh, moves from Bloodsport. Like yeah, the, yeah, exactly. I'll bottle cap, bottle cap challenge the shit out of him. Yeah, that shit is I mean, funny. I think pe- people do, you know, tend to like that. That's a thing that people say that like we're too obsessed with celebrity, but I don't think people 
respect how bad it is. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, it might end up being the thing that brings America down because of like who our president yeah. is. Yeah, and that's just you know, it's it's, it's a insane. glitch. And in, it would be fitting though, right? You know, yeah. sadly, I just don't want to be here to witness that terrible fall. You will. Be. Like I mean, we're whole, in the midst of it, but you know, like all the founding fathers and all the like, the shit that America was built on was like not giving any person so much power mm-hmm. and our our whole system now is like designed to just like turn these people into gods yeah oh you a star you yeah. want to rule everything exactly yeah. dope i mean kanye knew no right. one man should have all that power it's Damn. true it's true and kanye went been and down, down ever now, since then yeah what the fuck happened? <laughs> kanye said that was unless like, it's me <laughs> unless it's me now he uses and then he good. died uh, what is something Ugh. you think is underrated Y'all ready for this? Bacon. Oh, wow. Wow. Underrated. Let me tell you Sir. something. Let me tell you something about bacon. Let me tell you something about bacon. <laughs> uh-huh. Who whoever edited this? Whoever's editing this, put some music under this. Put some music under this. Let me give you an okay, ode to bacon jazz. real quick. Let me give you an ode to bacon. Ah, bacon. <laughs> Everybody says they love you, but do they really? Vegetarians, you offend me. Not really. <laughs> Because you don't like me? Damn. Mm. This anger inside of me is feeling like heat. Bacon. I wake up in the morning, stomach growling. Go to the refrigerator, see a piece of pig. Ooh, my mouth is howling. (laughs) I put it on a skillet, four, five pieces. Damn. You know what I'm feeling? Uh, I'm feeling chocolate like Reese's. Bacon is so good, I can eat it all day. Mm. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I can even eat it with bang. Whoa. Mm. Bacon, bacon, bacon. Snap your finger, <laughs> snap your finger, snap your finger. Mm-hmm. Bacon yeah. is delicious, man. Bacon is delicious. You just I found been... that out? Nah, I knew it. <laughs> uh, but I just want people... I Listen, everybody says they love bacon, but bacon, bacon, bacon gets a bad rap for this reason. Uh, we try to cook it in too many different ways. Like, I used to microwave bacon. Mm. It's wrong. You did? Do not. I did. Because nah. it was like, it was it's like, a shortcut. It's, it's a, shortcut. a shortcut. I want bacon, but I don't want to put the time yeah. in, right? And then you also get like all these abominations in bacon, like sugar free bacon. And, and, and. Sugar free? They're sugar free bacon. Wow. If you're ever mm. on Whole 30, that's all they can eat. Oh, uh, wow. And all these other bacons. And you know what? Just give me some good bacon, put it on the skillet. You can eat about four or five of them. You like crispy? Hell yeah. Four or five packages? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I packages. like crispy. I like I like rubbery. I like uh I like I like I like everything in between. That shit can almost be raw. I don't care. Medium rare. I love <laughs> it. I love a medium rare bacon. My fiance was eating bacon the other like last week and she choked on it. Uh which sounds terrible, but like it was really it was too loose. Like it went down the wrong. It went down like we 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 were at a Brazilian we were at a Brazilian barbecue joint and it was turkey wrapped bacon and uh, turkey wrapped. I know. Wait, it's delicious. Turkey wrapped or bacon wrapped turkey? Bacon wrapped turkey. Well, I was like, wait, hold on. (laughs) Bacon wrapped turkey. Where is this place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And she ate it and like started choking on it because one of the pieces of bacon wasn't cooked like too hard, so it went down the wrong throat uh, or the wrong whatever. And she pulled it out. It was scary. 
and then immediately start eating bacon again. And I was like, that's why I love you. There you go. Like, oh, you I choked you were on say that. that you it almost killed you. Ate the thing that came out. Oh, of yeah. No, that would have been. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love nothing that much. You right. were looking at it on the plate. You're like, so you're not going to eat that? You're not going to eat that bacon? <laughs> okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Somebody's too good. You want to keep that ring on your finger, girl? <laughs> Someone heimlicks it and you, like, right. jump directly, Intercepts catch it in it. your mouth. Let me tell you something, dude. When she started choking, it, it put so much shit in perspective for me. Uh, that like I'm not equipped to help anybody, <laughs> right? See? Like she started choking, and all I did was got up and started patting her on the back, like <laughs> that's pretty good, and like started yelling help. And I yeah. was like, yo, if we were alone right now, she yeah. the one who got the shit out. She like dug in her damn throat, right. and pulled it out. Wow. wow. And I was like, I ain't do a damn. Like if it was up to me, you would have been dead. I thought you said all I could do is I got up. I got my phone out. <laughs> I started recording shit. that shit. Like, yo, look at her. <laughs> look at this girl choking. You look dumb. You live right now. We live. You look dumb. <laughs> Keep those hearts going. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Or vice versa? Here's a myth. That the Lakers are going to win the championship in the next five years. Wow. Mm. Wow. They won't. Oh. <laughs> they won't. Uh, I I believe that they won't. I I, think I believe it and I don't believe it, but I, I if, can see it. If I think, I think LeBron's championship run is over. Mm. Uh, the well has run dry. I think the well has run dry. I think it's going to be a whole bunch of salty ass Laker fans when the Lakers don't make it to a finals mm-hmm. for the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't wait for it. Yeah. I can't wait for it. And this isn't even LeBron hate. I don't hate LeBron. I've actually come around to LeBron. I'm not rooting for him because he still kicked my ass so much right. as a Bulls fan. Yeah. But right. I don't root against him either. Like Got LeBron it. is LeBron is a guy. LeBron is the GOAT. Uh, but has he softened your view on the Lakers because he's on the Lakers? He has made me hate the Lakers more. And that's mostly because <laughs> that's of Lakers fans. paradoxical. Right, right, right. It's You're mostly because like, of Lakers fans. Like, you got the greatest player in the past 25 years on your team. Mm-hmm. And, and y'all still for trash. A rapist. Second y'all, best after yeah. Kobe. See? <laughs> See? Right, yeah. See, Jack? Get out. <laughs> exactly. I know, man. And they still trash. They had AD and Kawhi didn't come. And Lakers fans were still... Yeah, Mad. like y'all got AD two yeah. days ago, right? So because of that, that karma. Well, I think you know, uh, and I say this, and I've said this on Culture Kings too. There's a there are many there are two types I think of Laker fans. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who got in like in the Shaq Kobe era and thought, well, this is going to be a dynasty forever, and this will always be a winning team. It's the new Patriots, mm-hmm. and then you have people like me, locals, who have sat through fucking desert droughts of yeah. like the Randy Fund era right after Pat Riley. Yeah. To Dell Harris and those other coaches, and I was like, for a while, I was like, I like the Lakers, but we don't win or whatever. Fuck it. And yeah. I think also too, but the the people who like are so gassed up, where they're just like, the Lakers are you know infallible, and they should be the greatest team, and they need to be here, and blah blah blah. Fuck all these other teams. Like, nah, it's too yeah. toxic, and it's not realistic. It's, it's not, not realistic. And I guess that's what it is too. If you're not, if you can't be, obje- I mean, look. Obviously, being a fan of a team is you're, you can't really be objective. Yeah, but at least understand like where the where we're at. In this sort of evolution of the team, yeah. Then yeah, like, fuck and then and then too, the, here's an argument that I hate. Where I'm like, I hope y'all don't win shit for a long ass time. <laughs> is whenever they throw out like the man, we got 16 championships. 
Man, six of those championships came before people knew how to dribble a basketball. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't get no fuck about them championships from the 40s and 50s yeah. and 60s. Like, why <laughs> like George Mikan? Yeah, watch right. George Mikan get crossed the fuck up. The Minneapolis <laughs> Lakers. You're like, get, get out of here, man. Like, Is that true? That That's where some of their championships People were fucking Naruto of, running yeah. on the court. The yep. 10 championships came during the Magic era and 10 came during the Kobe era. And those are the 10 that are added. The other six... Or like mean the five and five. I mean the Showtime. I mean, sorry, five and five, which makes ten. Right. Like the other six was them George Miking years, the Jerry West years. Now that team was good. Right. But they also sucked bad. Right. Hey, hey, rings are rings though. Rings are rings though. You know? But like, I don't want to hear the sixteen, cha- like the whole twenty-seven Yankees championships. Yeah, twenty-seven rings, bro. Yeah, that's like don't I? I'm not counting any championship before black people were allowed to play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, the game was changed. Right. The game was changed, and I, I think you say the same about basketball too. It's like, well, what was the yeah. percentage of black people in the league? Yeah, mm, was that the NBA? Yeah, I or do. Was that a rec league for white people? I do have to say, since you were talking about droughts in Lakers history, the Lakers have the shortest droughts. They do. Like, sure. st- like, even after Pat Riley, like, Magic took the Lakers to the finals against Jordan. And who they lose to? Jordan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But then when the Bulls were, like, in last place for a number of years, the Lakers had Kobe and Shaq. And when, no, I know, guess it's just. I guess more like my expectation. I don't get as fucking angry. Like, I feel like the fucking world owes me a ring or right. something. Where I think people, that's a function of the dynasties that have existed before. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, shit ebbs and flows. Right. So mm-hmm. when it's fucking, and for me, I get nervous when I see all these. Like, if we got Kawhi, I was gonna be more nervous because yeah. the Lakers don't do great when the when the roster on paper looks really good. Typically, those have been some awful fucking teams. Yeah, I mean, right? they're. I favorite. mean, granted, Kobe and Shaq's different, but like the fucking Carl Malone, Gary Payton, fucking fiasco, or Steve Nash and Dwight mm-hmm. Howard. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, <laughs> right. I remember at the time, I was like, here we go. Right. And then I was like, oh, no. And then them boys got mollywopped by yeah. the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> by that. the no superstar Pistons. Yeah. What a weird team. What I mean, I guess they're a team. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some non-NBA conversation. <laughs> and we're back. And uh, as of yesterday, I, I feel like Trump, so like Ivanka got to him or something because he's, the, the headline on Drudge yesterday morning was Trump turns on MAGA. Uh, be- this is what? Oh, in regards to the sender back. Yeah, because chant. he uh, said he was, quote, not happy with the chant. The Could have been louder. Her back. Could have been a lot louder. Uh, and he also said he had tried to cut it off. Uh, which the New York Times pointed out is a claim contradicted by video of the event. By him Millie rocking during it? <laughs> right. The boy so, was happy. Boy, oh, yeah. uh, asked why he did not stop the chant. Trump said, I think I did. I started speaking very quickly, whereas, in fact, the crowd roared sender back, and Mr. Trump looked around and seemed to bask in the, in the enthusiastic refrain. Uh, so... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where uh, this uh, dissonance is coming from. Like, so somewhere in his life, somebody was like, "This is a bad look," or they're something. Like, yeah, they're like, "If you want to even try to pretend you're not a racist, right? We, everyone knows you are. Yeah, but if I mean, you're running out of hands to play. Right? Yeah, it's but, also crazy how bold their lies are. Yeah, like his son the other day was saying some shit about. 
yo, 95% of the country agrees with yeah, Trump. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, bro, like, why you, why you being that hyperbolic? Yeah, like, right. 95%. Even, you just made that shit up right made, there. Even if you would have just said 50%, I would have been like, yeah, okay, yeah. but 95, dude, and you want us to believe that? Like, right. you just bold-faced lying. I think he was trying to ref, refer to, like, the 90% plus approval rating among Republicans, maybe. Right. But that's not the country. That's not the country. That's of right. the party who is, yeah, sure, 9 out of 10 racists agree yeah it's it's wild my chin is 95 percent there (laughs) um it's so crazy how he's trying to pretend i I don't get i don't know man i don't know well this is you know the problem is most of civil the civilized earth has acknowledged racism as unacceptable Mm -hmm. it's so you can't it's not there's no way for them to like both they can't say racism is bad and we're racist but not see their own acts as being bad it's just a fucking they're in a really weird place logically trying to reason their actions but deny that they are just in on in, on the face of it just racist i mean here's the thing dude i look at it like this you get a meter of 10 right and whenever his meter tips over 10 that's when like everybody comes and says, "Yo, you gotta apologize for that." Right. Yeah. Uh, until that happens, they don't give it. It, it. Here's here's a funny thing. Here's what I don't understand. I wish people would stop saying shit like, "Yo, you a racist motherfucker, and you know it." I don't have a, and then they say, "I don't have a racist bone in my body." Mm-hmm. That's because mm-hmm. they don't believe they racist. Yeah. No. They don't sure. believe they racist. What? They, yeah. They believe in everything that they say, and to them, that's not racism. Racism, to I think a lot of uh, white people, especially in America, is I'm not killing somebody because of their skin. Yeah. That's racism. Yeah. Right. Me discriminating against somebody, or me calling the police on a, a person of color because I feel like that's not that's not born out of my racism mm-hmm. because racism, I think that's the line. I think. Yeah, because it's clearly not about speech. Mm-mm. That that's not racism. I think acts. I mean, I think that's probably the next fucking frontier for them to fucking forge is just be like, oh, that was a racist attack that claimed somebody's life. And again, that happened in Charlottesville, even though the victim may have been white, but plowed through a crowd of people who are counter protesting racists and just being like, well, you know, that's they were they. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know, they were good people. That's a bad egg. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you look at this lot, we're all bad eggs. So I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. Yeah, we'll see. It's a it's a very interesting process of uh, I don't know regression. We're well, gonna be salty when he wins. Still, mm. that's the that, that's the scary part. When twenty twenty comes, we're gonna be salty as hell when he wins again well, because yeah. our side can't get our shit together. But yeah, well, especially uh, when all you're gonna do is when Nancy Pelosi was like, ah, the words that he said were racist. Yeah. Like what? Hmm. Hmm. All Nancy. the way across. She's uh yeah. Her being dismissive of of the base of her party, it's it's like the opposite of what Trump is doing. Well, yeah, but I think both sides, like you know, in terms of Republicans or Democrats at that age of that generation, racism right. isn't is still like they don't think it's real to people still. Right. That's why it's easy to be like, no, that's not racist, and for them, they don't like for for Pelosi, it's like, I mean, it's bad, but you know, whatever, we'll get past it. Rather than seeing like many people in the country see this shit and like. Yo, this is a fucking. This is terrible. This right. Is, this is the fucking beginnings of going, you know, a hundred years back instantly, yeah. and you know, maybe we'll go three hundred years back. Four hundred. The thing that gets people shot and killed. In yeah. The, the street, especially in like now, especially with this full court press on vilifying Ilhan Omar, it's just 
it's fucked up. And you'd think that they would do more to to speak out against this, especially when like the government will even uh, take actions against companies or people and companies who would behave this way. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, you know. Well, it's hard for me to take Nancy Pelosi seriously when a week ago she was telling these four congresswomen to sit down and yeah. know your place. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so so like I don't want to hear I don't want to hear your your fake uh, uh, rebuke of Trump. Yeah. Because because you know what Trump is doing? He using your actions and putting them in his goddamn tweets. Just like Nancy Pelosi said. Even right. Nancy Pelosi think these women are blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, you giving him fuel to the fire. So yeah. Shut your ass up. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, the Democrats are asking for increased security for Ilhan Omar. Um, and, I mean, rightly so, to, because that was fucking terrifying. Just the visceral, like, anger and hatred in the crowd when he just mentioned her name. So, yeah. Uh, scary shit. And, we're uh, yeah, we're already going down that slope, just like many fascist countries do, where we begin saying, who's an American and who's not an right, American? Right, right. Well, Bill Barr, who is, you know, Trump's attorney general, and I think the answer to the really terrifying question people had of like, what would it be like if Trump's administration was actually competent? Then we'd really be fucked. Uh, Bill Barr is actually very good at doing the evil he does. uh, And like with this, uh, the asylum legislation they're trying to get passed you know, I was listening to national security commentators saying that, like, that is actually a really shrewd and smart way to do the horrible thing they're trying to do, uh, basically from a legal perspective, saying that other countries need to, you know, take people who are seeking asylum in or at least deny their asylum claim. Or, you know, people have to seek asylum in the countries they pass through is like a very shrewd horrible move but well yeah because they're just trying to end the process for people to legally seek asylum in this country it's like no 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 that's that's not really happening anymore trying to end legal and these are things that have been like agreed in fucking like the un and shit right but you know use a tricky legal shit to to completely shut the borders down so speaking of being good at being evil uh bill barr it turns out was donating to was donating to senate republicans uh Leading up to his confirmation hearing, yeah, he f- <laughs> the fucking five months before Speaking he's of being always just blatant with your shit. Yeah, he's always been a, you know a supporter of the Republican Party. Obviously, like a lot of these people donate their money uh, to the to these different groups, like the NRSC, which is basically the fundraising arm for the, for Senate Republicans. But very interesting, his his contributions to these groups fucking surged. Around the time, like the in the months leading up to Sessions' resignation, and in the five months uh, ahead of his confirmation, he hmm. gave fifty-one thousand dollars to the National Republican Senatorial Committee which, before a Senate confirmation. Yeah, of his nomination. Which is and here's the scary part about that. I hear that price fifty-one thousand, and I'm like, damn, that's a lot of money. But to these rich ass people, yeah, that's nothing. That's not. That's like me. That's like me saying, yo, <laughs> Miles, it go two pennies, my nigga. All right. <laughs> Put Elizabeth Warren in office. Right. Like, cool. like, that's nothing, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nothing. Well, I think because they have to, like, you know, I think that's his intent, right? Showing him, like, look, 
let's do this. Like, here, I'll, I'm going to give you guys some money. I can. Pro- Who knows what other people he said he could get to donate as well Yeah. to do this? Because these are the senators, too, who can influence the administration to nominate him. Um, and, you know, a lot of people will be like, well, you know, of course you gave him money. Like, there's nothing suspicious going on. I mean, there is, like, when you just look at this, right, he was donating on a schedule, giving 10K every month Mm-mm. on the third of every month. And that continued until he was confirmed. That shit's crazy, man. So that was just 11 days after his last contribution. Now, they gave back $30,000, but I don't. that makes no difference to me. I think you see what's going on. And look, there's no, you can't really point to any real explicit quid pro quo for this. But if you even look at it, like Jeff Sessions, Loretta Lynch, Eric Holder, they were never even, they weren't even doing shit like this. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, they have given to campaigns, but never like anything having to do with the Senate before a confirmation hearing or any kind of other hearing having to do with their work. And the other shitty part about this is what Bill Barr is doing isn't technically illegal. It's just fucking suspect. Yeah, right? that's the sad part. It's like, guess we need laws to enforce shit like this. We need to like actually make this a law to be like, hi, if you're going to be confirmed for a position to be top cop, uh, don't fucking grease the wheels or whatever the fuck this is. I mean, it, you know, in 15 years... When all the movies and the documentaries and shit are made about this administration, yeah, and we really find out how much illegal and underhanded and under the table shit that has been going on, uh, it is. I I can't. And this is this is something that isn't new. I'm I've probably even said this, but the fact that a president like Obama was reamed from wearing a brown suit. Mm-hmm. And you get shit like, it's like, these people are so corrupt and it's so crazy. Or imagine if Obama had a fucking golf part, like a stripper golf party at his business while in office. Right. It's crazy, bro. But again, this just shows you how partisan like some of these people are where there is no objective good or bad. It's just like, yeah. there's our side and whatever the fuck we do is good. Whatever y'all do is bad. bad. End of story. Right. And From look, an outsider's perspective, the like it would seem like the mainstream media has an extreme rightward bias because Republicans get away with this shit and Democrats don't get away with anything. Yeah. They're held to a much higher standard. Um, but, you know, the inside, does like viewing things from inside people have somehow convinced themselves that uh fox news is the only place with the right word bias yeah i think one other thing to add right is like with bill barr you know the kinds of what the doj has been doing with him like him saying we don't need to prosecute eric garner's murder right you know like that's that'll be my call i'll do all these other things i can do the fucking dirty work and now when we realize there's a report that came out that when hope hicks was interviewed by the fbi because they're like she claims she didn't know anything about Stormy Daniels' hush, uh, hush money payments at mm. all. And then it comes out, they're like, well, we have like a lot of evidence that sort of contradicts like what she was actually saying. Um, and now it sounds like Hope Hicks will not even be charged for anything in the Southern District of New York because, you know, Bill Barr is sort of like, no, nah, let's just let's let's keep that out of the out of the spotlight. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not supposed to be a partisan actor. Like, that's right. Like, an attorney general is not. No, to be, he's no. supposed to be bipartisan. Right. Yeah. You're supposed to not be doing shit just to. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that we even have to ask that question shows you how far things have, like, shifted. Right. That it's guy's just... not supposed to. to uh. Right. It's I not mean, the technically. Attorney. Here's, a, here, here, here's what I truly believe. I think technically anybody uh, like him, 
or even once you get to the office of the presidency, you shouldn't be partisan. I know that's a radical fucking idea. Right. Uh, but Senate, House of Representatives, yeah, sure, Republican, Democrat, split it up. Who cares? Uh, I get that. Checks and balances. But when you get to that part of the office and you yeah, get to the part where just... like you're supposed to be overseeing everything. Yeah. Uh, and I know that's a very unrealistic point to aspire to. I get it. Don't come in my mentions like, but Jackie's, this is how. But I, it's bipartisan. It's a two party system. You. I will find you. But you just want something like King David or King Solomon. I, I don't know Someone who fair. those people are. But who was yeah. the dude in the Bible who was like, we'll cut will, the baby in I'll, half? <laughs> Remember yeah, that? That was yeah. Solomon. That, that was Solomon, Solomon, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. we're talking about. That's so like, fair is fair. Threaten to kill all the babies in America. I mean, listen, cutting them in half. <laughs> well, listen, you know, it's fair. Listen, fair is fair. Do we really need babies? <laughs> do we really need babies? How long would it take for Earth to to cease existing if babies stop living? If babies stop being born? Know, man. Watch Children of Men. <laughs> is that what that movie is yeah. about? Great all opening. Right. Great yeah. opening scene. Yeah, but I mean, we were just talking about the fact that it does seem like, and I, I think in the past, and again, this is just like baseline setting, like stuff that used to be obvious to us, but presidents used to be like supposed to be above the fray a little bit and yeah. not like get into these like slap fights and partisan bickering and shit. And yeah, we were just talking actually before we recorded, like Trump had some, you know, first he did the claiming that he wasn't fond of the racist chants at his rally and we we're like wait why is he doing that and somebody else pointed out that he had like uh, victims of religious persecution in the white house and you know they were like isn't that weird that he had that and it's like well but that's what you're supposed to do as president yeah. right. like that's the very basic like you're supposed to just be a symbol of America and not just like a partisan, like, yeah. I mean, granted, it was know. the emptiest of gestures, to right? Have those people. There was a Rohingya person who was asking him, He's like, Do you have a plan to help my people? And he's like, Where's that at? Right. So, it's like, <laughs> where's your wow. people? <laughs> All right, on man. Earth, take it easy, bro. <laughs> it's wild, man. I and and to the uh, I, I was thinking about this just now. How even though like we've been partisan with presidents, Obama, the Bushes, the Clintons, and stuff like that, I I can't rem- like even Bush wouldn't get in like these little squabbles and shit that Trump is, and I don't know if it's just like because of the social media era we live in, so it's a lot easier for somebody to just write their goddamn thoughts down. Well, yeah, but I mean, he at least there is a there is a sense of decorum. That even the worst of presidents have had in the past, like fifty yeah. years. Well, but Bush was just sort of secretly taking away our freedoms. <laughs> right, <laughs> like he was on the surface, be like, "I will act like a president, and then right. I'll let these goons do the." Oh yeah, yeah, shit. yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. but listen, we know everything is better in the shadows, y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, speaking of things that happen in the shadows, let's talk about the fiftieth anniversary of the moon landing. Uh, it's tomorrow. It is, you know, one of the greatest things ever accomplished, or so they told you. Uh, uh, so uh-oh. our writer, Jay McNabb, uh, did a little bit of a deep dive, gave us a history on the moon landing hoax, uh, because, you know. The idea that it's a hoax, or are yeah, we acknowledging just, that this is a hoax? Uh I guess we probably shouldn't tell people just yet. What our take is. Right. We'll uh, let the evidence speak for itself. No, no, I'm just saying we shouldn't reveal just yet uh, the uh, truth that we uh, all know yes, 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 uh, yes, as yes. Hollywood uh, insiders. Mm. But uh, yeah, so he wanted to like kind of look into you know how, how this idea got started. 
One really wild thing is that, so they were talking about how the first book that came out, came out in 1974, it was a self-published book called We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 billion swindle, exclamation point. Uh, and it so only cost $30 was, billion? Yeah. In those, in those dollars. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people got rich off that thing, man. You know? Yeah, Neil Where'd that money go? Follow the money. <laughs> uh, but they pointed out that in July 1970, so just a year after the moon landing, 30% of Americans already believed the moon landing had been faked. Without shit being out yeah. there, like published, publicized yeah, just or whatever? people were like, man, that looks fake. As I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. That seems far away. A uh, lot of religious people were like that too. My yeah. grandma, my grandma don't believe in the moon landing. She said it was. Uh, she said it was something done to make people not believe in God. Right. It's wild. Oh, like to acknowledge to like acknowledge. space and like yeah. the expanse of it all. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, his evidence, the author of this book, Bill Casings, evidence is that uh, you can't see stars in the photos, um, and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of his big pieces right. of evidence, and the reason for that is there's more direct sunlight in space, so you can't. They couldn't get the proper exposure to show it, but that's you know, gish gallop, Mister Photography. Yeah, that makes me sound like a I'm a real nerd, and he's like, yeah, blah blah. Well, blah. what do you want me to expose to the background, or do you want me to expose to the foreground, right. the subjects in the photo? Okay, I can't balance the ISO shutter speed and aperture to get this right. Casing's <laughs> uh, book was actually the one that suggested that it was secretly Stanley Kubrick. That shot the. Fake oh, he was landing. the OG guy. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Shout he came up with Cooper. that. Okay. Uh, and uh, the other way that this got started was this. We all know Russian they, propaganda. The haters. Russian mm. propaganda. They I would do that shit too. Yeah, because they didn't want their people to think that they were getting their ass beat to the moon. Uh, so they Especially started spreading that in Russia, and also it made its way to America, and a bunch of Americans were like, "Huh." Because huh. they were winning space wars up until that point, right? Russia was. They were the U.S. Moves. passed them during that time. During that time, okay. yeah. Okay. Although, I mean, it's worth noting that a lot of Russian, the Russian space program was just like it was helped by their complete uh, lack of concern for human life. Yeah. They were just mm-hmm. like fire dudes <laughs> or dogs into the sky, and just like you'd hear them on the radio, just be like, "Oh God, I'm did burning send, up." Who did they send like, up first? Was it a dog or a, a dog, monkey? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a monkey. Uh, I think Americans sent up a monkey, oh, okay. and uh, they sent up a dog. Okay. Yeah, it's just wild, like, bringing it into the modern day. Trump, uh, you know, has been talking about a lot of space missions. Space Force. Uh, but he also, like, a lot of his homies think that the moon, like Roger Stone said, the moon landing was a hoax shot in a warehouse in New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> Alex Jones claimed the footage was Tinker Toy stuff. Uh, and even before he took office, Trump seemed like bizarrely focused on sending astronauts to the moon. Uh, and people were like, wait, do you think we've already done that? Do you know we've already done that? Uh, and he, uh, they, we never really got a clear answer on that, but he switched to Mars after, uh, Neil Cavuto piece was like, uh, we could do bigger things than go to the <laughs> go go somewhere we've already been. We can right. go to a dozen times. Do people? Do people who? And I'll let you know where I'm at on this. Do people uh, think that just the 1969 moon landing was a hoax, or they think 
all of the times we went to the moon. Cause it must be right. Because like, fine. If you think the first one is a hoax, that's cool. But acknowledge that we've been to the moon because they went like a few times after. That well, they also didn't like they? fired a laser at the moon and had it bounce back from something they left up there. Right, right, right. To like prove it, they were just like fine assholes. Here, here. we yeah. flew up there. We left a fucking mirror. There, boom. Yeah. People are like, yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever. I guess, yeah. I mean, I wonder, I understand like the religious argument of how you would rationalize it because that might completely fuck up your whole worldview. Yeah. Like to be like, wait a second. Like now I'm questioning my place in this heaven, the the the, the universe mm-hmm. or whatever. But like, what? Are, and the Russians are just haters. <laughs> right. Like, nah, no, y'all didn't go up there. Or that's what we'll tell people because our brand is really fucked up right now. But. I don't know, like, are the other people just on, I guess, maybe flat earthers? Who are the, I'm, try, I'm curious what the that Venn diagram is of ideologies I mean, that overlaps in. No, the moon landing wasn't real. For the three episodes I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, I heard him be like, I don't know, man, you look at a lot of that footage, there's some things that don't make sense. And, like, those are just, like, right. pseudo-intellectual you know, pseudo-intellectual right. bros. Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, there's a lot of shit that don't make sense. First of all, it was shot in 1969. Like, a lot of TV that we watch now from that time don't make sense. That shit was terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like, TV was just bad then. And then also, they were shooting shit in space. I'm sure that whatever laws of physics apply to filmmaking on Earth might change in space. There's also, like, a three-second shot that everybody associates with the moon landing. And there's, like, there's... All these other pictures that nobody really has seen uh, that have come out that make it clear they're on the moon. Yeah. Like, and you can see it from different angles, and it's not just that one picture, but that's just the iconic one. And people are like, well, look at the flag. It's not waving. Mm-hmm. Uh, something we noticed walking to lunch yesterday uh, that <laughs> it is just a good example of how up its own ass Hollywood is, is uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin got their own Hollywood stars uh and it's in the category of tv mm-hmm. they're real tv stars and yeah. michael collins too michael and all, collins. Four, all four of them did yeah. yeah let me put my la tour guy hat on all right. four of them have it and they put it in the tv category because i mean that was some uh, good up acting. until well that's why but up until <laughs> i think still to this day it was the it's the most watched television program of all time that's uh, so that like, that allowed the loophole for them to. I mean, be that's in great it. programming. That's great content. You it's flag out of the moon tent. and shoot them, putting a fucking flag up there. I know, yeah. but what people don't <laughs> Hot know, damn, Netflix do. is thinking about that right now. It's like, okay, man, can we get somebody on the moon again? <laughs> can we get somebody on the moon? What they don't know is Neil Armstrong was the act was the person on Earth, but up there it's really a young Morgan Freeman. What? In that astronaut suit. Yep. That's a Hollywood no inside. It's a young yep. Morgan Freeman. It's his first movie role. <laughs> first role, yeah. His first TV Morgan role. He was, uh, about, he was about 69. One uh, giant step for mankind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been better, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. A couple quick things off the top. Uh, very important. It's going to be hot as fuck this weekend, so stay cool. What did they uh, say? Two-thirds of the country is basically yeah, fucking it's just roasted? Yeah, blanketed in like, all-time highs, uh, and the lows are like all-time high lows. 
The Drudge headline uh, for this is The Heat Goes On, June Toastiest on Record. July may follow. Toasty is Toasty. a nice way to describe the, uh, the end of the world. Um, and also, uh, we just wanted to mention that McDonald's needs to get its shit together and uh, invent a chicken sandwich that's on par with Chick-fil-A. They're angry. They're angry. Franchisees are pissed. They're saying they're getting killed. They're like, we need a premium chicken sandwich. Right. You ain't getting killed, man. Y'all got 5 million McDonald's around the world. But no, Chick-fil-A is on on the come up in terms of fast food franchises. You know what's crazy, too? They're getting the Taco Bell. Uh, is that I can I can imagine how that makes you feel shitty. Like, even if McDonald's is number one and Chick Fil A is like number eight or nine, the fact that a restaurant that has ninety percent less stores than you and closes for an entire day of the week, right, right. and yeah. still is like on your fucking right, heels, right. and they're still gaining, and on they're you. still gaining on you, I can I can imagine that makes you feel some type of way. Yeah. Shit is wild. It's like me fighting Bagel Boss guy with my arms behind my back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to talk about something called the Alpha Zero Paradox. Uh, there's an article in The Atlantic that is Henry Kissinger and a couple of other like, luminaries talking about how uh, the world needs to start getting ready for basically the singularity. Uh, Eric Schmidt, one of the founders of Google, and somebody named Daniel Huttenlocker. Uh, and in this Piece. So they're basically talking about the singularity, like where uh, computers get so smart that they're like making moves beyond what we can even uh, conceive of. And in this article, they talk about this thing called the Alpha Zero Paradox that is one of like one of the most terrifying but like interesting examples of this that I've heard. So uh, you know, you know how that like. Artificial intelligence, learning how to play chess is always a like thing, and right. uh, that a computer could beat one of the grandmasters of uh, of the Ku Klux Klan. No, of uh, chess <laughs> at chess uh, is be David Duke. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the man himself. Uh, are they called grandmasters? Is it grand wizards? Grand wizards, grand wizards. Grand some, dragon, some grand some shit. Uh, shit. Yeah, but chess people are called grandmasters. Anyways, uh, that that was always like a a big deal. So they taught this computer like the rules of chess, and then just had it play itself for twenty four hours, and it became in twenty four hours became the best chess player in the world. Uh, it's better than any grandmasters. Better than any of the those like highly publicized chess playing computer programs in the in the past and the difference about what they did is they didn't give it any uh any of the data of like how humans have played chess up to that point uh they didn't like teach it any like chess strategy or anything they just taught it the rules and then just like let it go to like figure out how to play it and it's the the way it plays chess is like how like people would consider it wrong it's they're like no that's not how you play it but it's better than everybody they uh so it's like making moves that to a a chess champion would be like okay i'm about to kick your ass and then yeah to checkmate they say it's like chess from another dimension um, <laughs> that's what they, that's what that's what the champions like, are the expert says yeah i want to pl- i want to play it and see how quick It'll, uh, how long I can last. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm terrible at chess, so I'm sure if I got high, I could maybe battle it too. Because I'm, like, I'm thinking outside the box too. I'm thinking outside the box. Computer. I've been playing chess every night for the past like month and a half to two months. 
just to kind of like make my brain sharper. Mm-hmm. Like I'll play before I go to bed, like on my phone, and the computer annoys the shit out of me because right. like I'm up here taking like 60 seconds, 90 seconds in between moves. And I make my move in the computer one second. Boom. Uh, right. Because no matter where I go, it just it puts it into the yeah. calculations. Yeah, right. and it calculates like this is the best move at one second each yeah. time. Each time. I don't know. I found this interesting for a couple of reasons. A like because you know we talk about the zeitgeist here and daily in in something as conceptually concrete as chess, like all human learnings and assumptions were getting in the way of the truth uh and like i think that's a good metaphor like a good way to kind of a good thing to keep in mind when you're thinking about like how the world sees things how people are talking about things uh it's that is a lens that is refracting like everything you see so it's not Uh it's not the truth in a lot of ways it's causing us to miss a huge part of the truth um and you know, we obviously have a dramatic example of that with the 2016 election, um, and we've spent the last three years trying to explain how all of human wisdom and all the press and all that shit got it wrong, and only like a few people actually uh, know, and <laughs> not all. Uh, yeah, how I, all the mainstream media got it wrong. I uh, I'm waiting for sex to go ahead and tell us the truth about sex. Like a how machine, it, yeah. Like, it's like y'all are fucking y'all so fuck, wrong. Y'all fucking so wrong. It don't, <laughs> it don't take. It don't take five minutes. Yeah, three yeah. seconds, and both people can. Pipe bot is ready. <laughs> <laughs> teach us. Teach us what we don't know. But they, the the other thing. I mean, that's kind of what they were talking about. Is this is just one example? Like pe- people always used to talk about the singularity, like this point at which robots and like artificial intelligence goes beyond human understanding as like this one event that would happen uh, all at once. But it seems like it's happening kind of piecemeal. And this is an example of the singularity happening in chess, like where it's just making moves beyond human comprehension. Uh, And that seems like a thing that shouldn't even necessarily be possible. You should always be able to like understand the logic of why someone is making chess moves because it's a finite game. Um, It was a game created by us too. Right. Like it's not it's not science. It's a game that somebody hundreds of years ago decided. You know what? I think the pawn should only move one or two spots. Right, exactly. I think this horse should go in. The, like that's just somebody who yeah. decided. But I think that's like a good example of it because it's finite and concrete. Like we're seeing what's going to happen with everything else in AI. Yeah. Just there first because it's kind of a fixed field. But uh, the article says like we can expect comparable discoveries by AI and other fields. Some will upend conventional wisdom and standard practices. Others will merely tweak them. Um, and they'll all leave us struggling to understand. Consider the conduct of driverless cars stopped at a traffic light. When cars driven by people inch forward to try to beat the traffic, some driverless cars will join them, though nothing in the rules of driving given to them suggests they should do so. If this inching forward has been learned, how and for what purpose? How is it different from what people are taught and learn about waiting for a traffic light? What else might AI learn that is not, quote, telling us and they make the point because AI like can't explain back to us what it's right, doing. what it's thinking. Right. And mm. so I feel like there's going to be a lot of examples like that where all of a sudden, you know, AI is spitting out decisions that we that seem 
crazy to us. And then we have to like figure out, we have to decide whether to trust it or not because the AI is not going to be able to tell us why. Um, pretty soon people will be bowing at the altar of some fucking computer. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell us. I mean, please. the scary thing, like Kissinger, you know, who had to deal with Richard Nixon, who thought it was a good idea to, you know, nuke Vietnam. Uh, Kissinger talks about how, you know, what what happens when we start uh, running uh, international relations decisions through AI or checking it with AI, like will mutually Kill assured, <laughs> well, you know, mutually assured destruction has been a great deterrent up to mm-hmm. this point when it, when it comes to using nuclear weapons or not using them. But like, what if AI is like, nah, don't worry, <laughs> yeah. they're pussy. <laughs> right. yeah. Set I mean, that shit off. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, I just rewatched iRobot like a week ago. Yeah, and that movie that movie is good. That yeah. movie is good because it 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 talks about yeah. That Isaac Asimov and, had some ideas. Yeah, it talks about that in in a very basic term, uh, very basic way, basically. But like the three laws where a robot can never harm a human, must always listen to a human, and must always, always protect, drive an Audi. And must always oh. drive a dope-ass Audi. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, but then, like, the computer starts to learn. It's like, well, we're trying to do all this shit, but you guys are fucking it up. So the right. only way we can protect you is right. to control you. Yeah. Uh, right. And it's wild how yeah. true that is. Like, the only way... It's like we're babies. The only way to protect a baby is to absolutely control it. Right. Uh, like shit we do to babies, we wouldn't do to an adult, generally. Yeah. Right. Generally. Or some adults pay to be treated like a or baby. Or some adults, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Treat me like a baby. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so it's wild, man. It's wild that we are dumb. So if we start keep creating shit that is going to be smarter than a lot of humanity... Right. Eventually it's going to be like, y'all are fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I need to fucking take over. <laughs> yeah. Fucking this whole thing up. We keep creating shit that's lear- that learns. Yeah. We right. just need to create something that doesn't know self-preservation. Right. You mm. do that. You do that. And then if it starts getting too bad, you be like, you know what, robot? Kill yourself. Right. And it will be like. My oh, bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that. Uh, podcast sister podcast uh, sleepwalkers was talking about how people who study like how it's basically uh, training and like decision manipulation uh, how to get people to make the decision you want them to at Stanford Uh, so they study like dog training methods and they also study you know human like Skinner box stuff like how to get people to press the button you want them to and those are the people that invented Instagram like people who like came from that class wow. so like that's you know we're already being controlled by technology that is like basically in our veins you know so it doesn't seem like it's going to be this overwhelming thing where uh Skynet becomes self-aware uh, and know, I think that's that better happen. The world just <laughs> starts bombing itself. Uh, I, I think it's probably going to be much more seductive and much more well, uh, slow than who that. among us doesn't have a fantasy where we're watching our children play at a playground and as the nuclear blast comes, we're holding onto the chain link fence, right. fence as we're vaporized and get just I mean, disintegrated. Yo, honestly, all been there. I didn't. That's, I didn't stick around for this long to not be destroyed by to robots. Be destroyed. Right. I would rather we all die like that. Yeah. <laughs> just, instant. Ah! 
instant, everybody else dead with you. That's yeah. the part about death that I don't like. Is that I'm dying and leaving everybody behind. The FOMO. The FOMO. Yeah. The FOMO. <laughs> like, damn, what I'm gonna miss. I'm the opposite. I want I want people to mourn me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a ghost and watch them. Right. Fucking haunt them. Um. All right. Let, let's talk about foodie calls, Miles. There's a new study out. Yeah, very imperfect also study. Also in the world of science. Yeah, it's called foodie calls. Uh-huh. When women date men for a free meal rather than a relationship. It basically sort of concluded uh, very inefficiently that women who go, like this, read this, let's just, let me read this out loud. Found that women who go on dates with someone they are not interested in just to get free food are more likely to exhibit the dark triad of personality traits. These traits include psychopathy, narcissism, and Machiavellianism. Machiavellianism? Yeah. I didn't even know What's that was on? a word. Yeah, that's for yeah, all the Tupac fans. <laughs> Machiavelli. Uh, yeah, I don't... I, look, first of all, it sounds like it was written by the bagel boss guy or <laughs> right. an incel. Right. But they're basically describing a foodie call. Just basically you going on the date because you have no romantic interest whatsoever. You're only there for the free meal. Right. And apparently this happened because researchers were seeing like this was like a new trend that they were like, okay, what, what, what does this tell us about whatever? Okay, so their sample group was they recruited 820 women, 40% were single, 33% were married, and 27% were not married but in a committed relationship, 85% were heterosexual. Mm. And in their first experiment, they found 23% of women had engaged in a foodie call. And they did then like, you know, maybe it was rare or whatever, but they had. And the second group, they found that 33% of participants had also engaged in foodie calls. Uh, You know, a little bit higher than the second one. And this is all self-reported? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay. And for both groups, they say that the ones who engaged in foodie calls received a higher score in the dark triad of personality traits. Got it. Okay, now I don't know how fucking sound this is, but there's one thing I do know, okay? I think people just fuck with free food. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I think this, is, this, could be, this study could easily be done with men as well. And I think it's just sort of like if there are men who think just because they pay for a meal, they should fuck. It's a fuck pass. Mm-hmm. Right. In that case, by all means, foodie call the fuck out of these people. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it seems like an interesting thing. Personally, I can say that I have been foodie called mm. when I was dating in college. Uh, I just thought Shorty was also high like me, had the munchies mm-hmm. and just was always like, hey, can we go eat? <laughs> and then I was always forgetting her wallet. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know. Oh, Foodie calls is fuck. a big thing with uh, on Twitter. I'll, I'll always see. Uh, I mean, this may not be a foodie call, but like chicks or uh, yeah, mostly chicks who say, "Damn, who on a Postmates me some Taco Bell right now? I'll send you a nude." Uh, oh. But they give you. They give. I mean, so but that's I don't know transactional. That's, that's transactional. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. not just like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go out on a date. I don't know. Self-reported shit. I just feel like that could be people who are more aware of themselves. Like part of the people who are saying they've never done a foodie call might just be people who never admitted to themselves that that's why they dated somebody. And then you have to ask yourself, like, do people who score higher in that dark tetrad, like, are they just more willing to tell on themselves and more like in touch with their own, like darker personalities? And if that's the case, do they are like, if you're more aware of your own like darker side, 
are you better at controlling it than somebody who's just like lying to themselves? Yeah. I mean, again, I'm pretty sure this was a study commissioned by incels. <laughs> it just doesn't you know, right. make sense. But again, I mean, just think of how many times just what the allure of food does to people. Right. In general. Right. Like how many times have you asked the question, is there going to be food? <laughs> before like someone invites you to some shit that you're not really totally interested in right yeah that's because fucking food is tight yeah <laughs> food yeah but is every, tight yo every time like my my family is big like what we gonna eat right uh mm-hmm. when we get there exactly like, i don't know like we need to eat before we leave yeah. <laughs> like we ain't leaving before <laughs> or we think eat. of how you used to get like like in college when you're kind of broke when you're like hey and i'll feed you and like mm-hmm. you're like, help me move, and I'll feed yeah. you. You're fucking there with bells on. You got a fucking hand trolley and everything. Fucking moving yeah. truck. I'm mm. past that point in my life. Yeah. Like, you want to help? You want me to help you move for food? Pay me money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like money. There's only like maybe th- four people in the world who I'll go help move without you know Bro. asking for food. Are Actually, they all family? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my mom, member. and my mom, and my mom. Right, right. I had a family member just be like, when we were moving into New York, we were like, hey, come on over. We'll like order pizza. He was like, yeah, you know, I made a promise to myself I'd never help somebody move after the age of 35. So I'm not going to do that. And I was like, shit, damn, that's a good policy. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. yeah. Uh, well, it depends on how what the age of the person is, right? Right. Because if it's like someone who's like doesn't have a lot of money and you can do them solid, then I don't think I don't think there should be a you know a sunset on right. you know acts of kindness. Mm. But if shit. it's someone that's like thirty five and like has their shit together, I'd be like, why the fuck are you asking me? Yeah, right. like, go fuck. You know what it is? If it's somebody who last week I saw your ass on Instagram at a bar having a drink. Yep, your ass paying me to help you move. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> like exactly because I, I get it. We all broke. But if your feet isn't top ramen all the time, then look. Maybe you can do something. Yeah. Uh, Jaquise, it's been wonderful having you here, man. My goodness, guys. I have just been thrilled. Uh, Where can people find you? As always, you can find me in these streets, y'all. And on everything at Jaquise Neal, J-A-C-Q-U-I-S-N-E-A-L. Culture Kings, y'all. Culture Kings, Come listen if you haven't. Yep, Come yep. back if you've left. Keep listening if you do. Mm. So good. And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? All right, I got I got three tweets. I got three tweets. All of them are pr- pretty quick. Two of them are Scarlett Johansson tweets. <laughs> like from her or about her? About her. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. not from her. Dude, I love her tweets. Uh, I love some I love some ScarJo tweets. One is from at Venger Assemble. And it has a picture of, uh, well, the tweet is, Marvel has always had good CGI. But this in-game shot where you see ScarJo's two characters in the same shot is brilliant. And it's a picture of ScarJo sitting in the rain and a tree in the background. <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Love it. The second one is a retweet from The Daily Show. Uh, they retweeted The Hill where The Hill has a tweet that says, white GOP lawmaker says, I'm a person of color. And The Daily Show tweets, Scarlett Johansson's bravest role yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm white. Uh, White is a color. Yes. And then the second one is also, my last one is also a retweet from at Inajama, I-N-A-A-J-A-M-A. 
And uh, they're retweeting Game of Thrones, congratulating uh, Kit Harrington for being nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for the Emmys. Mm-hmm. And this person tweets, he doesn't want it. Which you'll only get that if you're a Game of Thrones fan. Shout out to uh, (laughs) Benioff and Weiss ducking out on the Comic Con panel. Oh, yeah. They, in the official, uh, they could have just said, yeah, look, we are not interested in the smoke. So we will actually just say we have a production conflict. Yeah. I I don't blame him, man. I'm like, yo, man, this shit is done, bro. What what I got to say about it? Yeah. (laughs) Let the fans know what the fuck you were thinking. I guess, man. I guess. It's not going to satisfy him. No, not it at all. It won't satisfy. So, really, you're just putting yourself through. Yeah, but I love it. <laughs> you know, I, want the, I want the walkers you to come get heat. them. Yeah. You want that heat? You want that tea, man? Yeah, oh, man. I want a fucking whole mess. Speaking <laughs> of Comic-Con, Tom Cruise just dropped a uh, Top Gun sequel trailer on everybody Ooh. at Comic-Con. So. For real? Yeah. Ooh. Wow. I'm there for it. I like mm-hmm. Top Gun. All right. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Find you, follow, find you, find me, everyone. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Um, one tweet, or no, a few tweets I like. One is from Stephen Rubino at Shrubino. Now that Louis C.K. is done, it's actually okay to steal his jokes. Anyway, my daughter fucking sucks. (laughs) 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 What else? What else? Uh, Another one is actually from uh, Dave Schilling, who basically was quote tweeting. Actually, no, I'll I'll just actually just go to the the actual tweet. So um, Dave Schilling quote tweeted, a tweet from Sam Sanders at Sam Sanders, which the his tweet just said, it's like an onion article. And it's from the New York Times magazine that was like sort of putting out there like it was sort of like, have we hit peak podcast? Mm-hmm. And it was talking about sort of like the industry at large. And it, it shows this one woman sitting in a chair. It says Morgan Mandriota's show, the advice podcast was short lived. We assumed we'd be huge. Have And this is her this is her saying we assumed we'd be huge. Have affiliate marketing deals and advertisements, she said. And it goes on to basically say how this, they said six episodes in, when neither Casper Mattresses nor MeUndies had come knocking, the friends quit their show. <laughs> and then just sort of going through how, like, a lot what? of them, the, it's sort of this new mentality, which I understand, like, because the joke is everyone has a podcast, like, literally everyone in this room. Really? Uh, but, like, how many people are just sort of believe that, okay, I'll put something out, regardless of quality or what it is, and then I think it'll be international. Right. But yeah, yeah. It's a very complex game, and uh, put it yeah. out. Part one, part, part two, two, become famous. Part two, uh, oh, free. That's not free how it works. <laughs> Damn, I quit. I <laughs> quit. Amazing. <laughs> Few tweets I've been enjoying. Logan Trent uh, at the Logan Trent tweeted: How much more sense would it make if Logan and Jake Paul were both Rand Paul's dumb fuck kids? Uh, Jen Statsky tweeted, you mean to tell me Cameron Diaz dated The Mask and Shrek? Okay, someone's got a type. <laughs> and then Phil Jameson at Phil Jameson tweeted, dad is a palindrome, but a father is a pal at home. Hey, champ, how was school? Wow. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page, and the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Uh, we also have a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off 
to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding into the weekend on? Uh, let's uh, new. You know, there's a band that uh, I played a long time ago, Fruong Bin. Uh, they have very vibey, vibey music. I think that's from Texas. But they had a new album come out recently, and this is a track off there called the Asta El Cielo. Until the sky, or until heaven. Uh, wow. is, this the, is this the one that was uh, performed by Jeremy Renner? I, feel like. uh, I think he got so. a song? Until I think he's on the remix. Ooh. I also might be getting that pronunciation. Completely. <laughs> uh, it's oh, Jeremy uh, Renner. Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. That's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week with another season of the Daily Zeitgeist. And we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye.